Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. This is the BFT with John Canzano, live from Pac-12 Media Day in L.A. on 7.50, The Game. Chip Kelly has stepped into the ring. Here he is. Uh, man, I miss you, man. I miss having our conversations back in the day. I was a young man then. You were a young coach. What happened to us? Uh, how's it going? It's great. I'm excited. We, uh... We have a great group of guys, and we can't wait to get started. What position group is at 2.30 in the morning? Is Chip Kelly going, oh, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. We're young there. What are you thinking about? What's keeping you up? 2.30 in the morning, I'm sleeping. <laughs> sleeping like a baby? I'm sleeping like a baby. I'm a really good sleeper. Yeah. I preach it to our players, and if you preach it to your players, you have to do it. So, um, the cool part of this team, I'm not worried about anybody on this football team. Um, we have 21 kids that have graduated, 20 of them in grad school. Um, we've got a bunch of great older senior leaders that are set the tone for our younger kids. I think our kids are really into development. They want to get developed academically. They want to get developed ethically. They want to get developed socially. They want to get developed spiritually. It's, it, it's a great group to coach. We've had people come watch our practices and was like, wow, what a great group of guys they are. They, they, yeah. They're really professional in how they do everything. We're seeing uh, some six-year guys and some seven-year guys in some cases in the yeah. conference. How is that? made it different for you to get some older guys that have got some covid red shirts oh, and yeah. all that extra eligibility it's, i mean it's night and day you know my first two years i think my first year we had 44 freshmen um our second year in we had 87 freshmen and sophomores we were the youngest team in the country and now we're one of the oldest teams in the country you know we do have a couple six-year kids um our quarterback's back for his fifth year uh, most of our offensive line three or four of our offensive linemen are fifth-year kids um but they can explain to the new kids that we bring in, whether they be transfers or freshmen, um, not only how we do it, but why we do it. Um, so I think the buy-in part isn't just the coaches explaining to it. I think the players really um, have taken ownership of this team um, and have done a great job. You know, and it's it's uh, it's fun to be around them. You know, you're you're talking to young men that you can have adult conversations with, and and they're really focused on understanding that if all we're trying to get them to do is just invest in themselves, and they're doing that. Culture keepers, I think you call yeah. those guys. Yeah. Uh, Chip Kelly with us, UCLA coach. The uh, w- let's talk movies for a second. Uh, you know, you once upon a time said you didn't understand how snakes on a plane got made. I don't. I still don't. <laughs> I still don't. What What else? What else doesn't make sense to Chip Kelly in the world? There's a lot. I mean, I, I've been depressed just because I couldn't go to the movies. Um, so the first one I went to, I actually went to see uh, Top Gun Maverick yeah. last week. It was awesome. Really good, huh? Yeah. You have to see Surprise. it in a theater too, huh? Yeah, that's why I didn't want to see it in rental. And we actually, I saw it in the theater, and it was it was as advertised. Did it make you want to go up in like a F-14 or whatever those guys are flying? Those F-14s? <laughs> um, I would like to do that. Yeah. You would do that? Oh, yeah. I don't think I would do it. I would. I'd probably pass out now. Yeah. I think I don't think I could handle the, the Gs, but... Uh, I would at least like to try. It was fantastic to see some of the stuff they were doing. It and really was. Yeah. It, 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 and, and look, and you are an expert in your field, and you probably you get an opportunity maybe to spend time with guys who are an expert in other things. Yeah. But imagine those military guys getting to spend an afternoon. You've done that before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I've spent time with the SEALs. Um, you know, I've been to uh, Coronado to watch them train, and then I've been to Damneck in Virginia to watch uh, 
still team six and people do some work and it's uh what are they amazing. doing there like what's that they were doing close like? quarters taking down um how to take down a room you know they have a whole operation of what's their protocol of going in and different scenarios and different sets that they work in and it was um it's impressive to watch the the elite of anybody i don't care what yeah. job you are when you watch somebody that's elite perform it's it's special do you after you see that when you walk in a room are you applying the principles you've seen you've learned there? I scan the room i don't i don't really <laughs> apply the, the principles that i've learned from those guys because i'm not packing but um it's it's uh it's unique and and to watch anybody elite um is really cool Chip Kelly is with us. Uh, this conference, uh, where were you when you found out UCLA was going? I was at a charity golf tournament in New Hampshire. Who were you playing with? Um, I was playing with a former Nike guy, Gary DeSefano, who's a former vice president at Nike. That's a University of New Hampshire graduate. Gary was in our group. Sean McDonald, the former head coach of the University of New Hampshire, was in our group. And then a good friend of mine, Matty Cassano, was in our group. And then the group directly behind us was Ryan Day. Yeah. was playing with uh, his father-in-law, Stan Spiro, who was one of my high school coaches and teachers, and a bunch of guys who just got together. So I found out on 14. Yeah, we're in a weird world, aren't we? It was. And yeah. then, you know, it's going to happen in an hour and make sure you don't say anything. I was like, well, Ryan's behind me. <laughs> right. And by the time we got to 16, I think everybody in the world knew, and people were asking me, and I was like, I was telling up to 10, and I don't know what's going on. So. You've played a national championship game. You've seen the program that you left. Oregon went to the playoff and got to the title game. It can, it can happen in this conference. What would it mean for you, the program, Pac-12, to get UCLA or somebody else in the in the playoff? Yeah, I, I think it's it's all cyclical, and I think every year, you know, what happened one year is, isn't going to happen the next year, and I, I think sometimes too, too, too long, too many people look at the past. Well, this happened in the past, and no one can get there. Well, no one said a group of five team could get there, but Cincinnati did. You know, and Luke did a great – Luke has done and, uh, a, a good enough job to get his program from a group of five to the Big 12 and get into into a league. You know, no one would have thought that would have happened five, six years ago. So I think um, there's doomsayers out there, but I, I, I've always looked at it from a positive standpoint. So I think um, I think the future for college football is bright. We saw you as a first-time head coach at Oregon. How are you different now all these years later? That's a good question. Um, I think we all grow. I think I've learned that not everybody thinks the same way I think. You know, I, I had a, a passion and a desire of what I want to get accomplished. And I think when you're younger, you think everybody thinks that way. Like, how can't they not think that way? <laughs> you know, and then you, you kind of open your eyes to see that there are other perspectives and things. Um, and then you ask to, you get an opportunity to see what's the real, what's the main thing. You know, I spent some time with Jeff Mail and IFO. Um, they were down for a seven-on-seven -seven tournament in uh April, and I got a chance to go to dinner with them and just talking to them about their experiences and laughing and how they saw things and how we saw things, I think, was, was fun. Yeah, it's it's so, it's really interesting. Now, I see those guys, they look like they're grown men. They got families and everything, and I'm like, well, man, am I old? You know, that's my takeaway. No, it's true. It's it, You you get a chance in a, in, as a coach in a locker room. You, you take kids from different backgrounds, socioeconomic, race, uh, viewpoints and you try to build them into a team is that fun for you to kind of meld that into a unit or it is yeah and i think watching it come together and seeing kids i think sometimes actually realize you had that belief in them that they may not have had that same belief in themselves um but it's it's really cool to watch you know we have two young men here john gaines is a great kid out of milwaukee who's graduated in three years he'll have his master's degree in four and a half um brilliant student brilliant player great human being um, Stefan Blaylock is a kid here from Compton that 
went to St. John Bosco. He's graduating. You know, to watch how those guys have matured just in their four and five years in, in our program, it's really cool. And it's, it's neat to see. The chess game during a, during a football game, I've had coaches say they can look across the field. They see a little chaos among the defensive coaching staff on the other side, and they know they've got, you know, they've got the other coaching staff uh, on the run a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can, when do you know during a game when you've got something going? I, I think you can tell by watching the players on the field what their communications are like. You know, is it a seamless transition when you did something what it, or did it bother them from a, um, how they handled that adjustment? And then you try to exploit that a little bit. And then, um, you know, you're always trying to watch their sideline in between series to see yeah. what, you know, is it is there a lot of conversations going on? Are there a lot of meetings going on on the other side? And our guys from the booth are the ones that are communicating that to you. But um, you can tell when, when, when the other team's rattled a little bit. Yeah, some coaches will make adjustments series to series, quarter to quarter, half to half, or maybe not adjust at all. Yeah. Like, uh, as you have evolved as a coach, are you getting better at adjusting series to series, play to play? What do you? Yeah, I mean, I think you adjust play to play. I think if you wait series to series, it may be too late. You know, you may end up with a three and out. You don't want a three and out. You know, you want to. You want to be able to, to keep drives on extended and keep them on the field. So, you know, we're always trying to ex- make adjustments within. And then when the series is over, have a conversation about, you know, what we did well um, and then what we need to correct. Leadership, uh, you know, we, we look to the conference for conference leadership, coaches for coaching leadership. You're looking for leadership on your team. Uh, can you identify leadership in a high school kid or do you need to see them in your program and let them grow? Because you're watching kids that are yeah. maturing. You know, no, it's a good point. I think you can identify it, um, but I also think if someone doesn't have it by the time they're leaving high school, it doesn't mean they're not going to have it. You know, they just haven't had a chance to develop that aspect of of it. Um, sometimes it's it's guys get thrown into it, you know, and they weren't ready for it, and then you know, it's kind of like throwing them in the deep end of the pool. You know, <laughs> it, it, most of them figure out a way how to survive. You know, they're not just going to sink to the bottom and say this is this isn't what I signed up for. Um, but I think you can identify it. But I also think that if it's not there early, that doesn't mean it's not going to be there later on. I think sometimes it just takes um, – sometimes it's events. You know, I've had kids that, you know, something happens at home or something happens to a friend that all of a sudden they get a little sense of, like, all right, like I, I got to get a little bit more serious about what I got in front of me. You know what I mean? You mentioned playing golf. I'm having a hard time seeing you as, a, like, a competitive golfer. Is that just me? No, like, I'm are you good? I'm not good but i'm competitive as i'll get out so you have fun i just don't play i do have fun i learned that from uh the oregon great um peter jacobson yeah we played one day before his tournament and nick aliotti hit a bad shot and we had not played golf since the following july and this was like uh march and then uh and nick let out a bad word which (laughs) i'm surprised i know that would surprise people and then jake looked at him and was like nick you're not good enough to get mad Like, yes. just let it go. Like, yeah. he goes, when was the last time you played golf? And Nick was like, eight months ago. And he was like, then why are you mad? <laughs> why are you mad? second shot. And he was, but it's, I, I don't, I don't let it frustrate me, but I, we all try to get competitive when, no matter yeah. what we do. We just, we don't have an opportunity to play enough. So. I would not want to swing a club in front of Peter Jacobson. I loved it, because Jake will help you. Yeah. And he's just such a, Jake's the, oh, he's the, best, phenomenal. the best people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And he'll help you one way or another, and, and. Where you worry about with Jake is when he sees you swing and you just say, I got nothing, I can't help yeah. you. Then when you're, he says you can't help you, good. then you know you got a lot of issues. There's I can't been, fix that. There's been a couple of coaches that I've golfed with Jake and him, and Jake said, I got no, I have no suggestions for you. So. Chip Kelly, thank you. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate right, you. Always. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Baltimore. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but. 
If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.